and hello out there all you stay tuners how is everybody doing not doing too bad myself uh, okay we're getting ready for the first big winter storm of the year up here in Pennsylvania forget what they're they're calling it uh, winter storm Harvey or something like that I don't know we're supposed to get uh, 10 to 12 inches uh, the snow and a little bit of ice on Sunday um, right now it's Thursday we're recording we're supposed to get a, a dusting I believe tonight I'm not sure if it's the same storm I don't think it's the same storm but enough of the forecast and snow this ain't no weather show we talk about sports and things and stuff but uh, before we get into the show uh, why don't you head over to Twitter you can follow me on Twitter at Jimbo ST Sports and you can follow the show as well at ST Sports Podcast so with those out of the way, uh, got a couple couple stories to talk about. Um, obviously, my Philadelphia Eagles have lost in the divisional round. I'm going to touch on that. Plus, uh, 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 kind of a nice story with um, Alshon Jeffries and some uh, second graders that happened after the you know the the drop he had and you know well before I get into that I was gonna I was gonna say something about it, but I'll save it I'll save it for the the segment but we're also gonna talk a little bit about um Donald Trump and the White House with uh, the Clemson Tigers the, the type of food they eat to celebrate the national championship um, then I'll, at, to, to finish the show, you know, I'll do my uh, weekly picks for the, uh, the championship weekend, the AFC championship and the NFC championship. So, like I said, um, with the, the Donald Trump White House thing, obviously you guys know I'm not, I try not to get political on, on the show or anything, and this has nothing to do with politics. But Donald Trump invited the Clemson Tigers uh, this past Monday to, to quote, dinner at the White House to celebrate the, the championship, uh, championship win over Alabama. And a lot of celebrities, a lot of people are, are uh, I guess, bashing Trump in a way for serving Wendy's and Burger King. There was some, some pizza there. And you know what? I think it was pretty cool. Um, you know, with the, the government shut down, Trump supposedly paid for it out of his pocket. Whether he did or he didn't, who knows. But it's, it's something different, at least. You know, uh, this is the second time in, I think they said, three years that Clemson has came to the White House with uh, Trump being the president. And the last time um, that they came, uh, Trump did a, a barbecue, which, again, at least he's doing something different. And, you know, talking to some of the guys at work about this, like, I, I thought it was kind of funny, you know, serving fast food and things like that. And the one guy I work with made a point. A lot of these kids are 18 19 years old 
they love fast food. And the thing too is you got you got figure these kids have been practicing and training and playing as far as the, the regular season and the playoffs go for a good part of probably six to nine months. So to have one cheat night, if you want to call it that, dig in, you know. Um, the Clemson quarterback, Lawrence, he's a freshman, so he's got to be at most 19 years old. You know damn well he's loving, you know, the Wendy's chicken sandwich or the the Big Macs that were there. And, and you know, for these, these celebrities, like I saw, Michael Strahan was one. Uh, offer to have them come over to his house or, or uh, have a, like a nice buffet go to them. Hey, these kids when they when when they showed up, a lot of them were hooping and hollering about being so happy that hey, this is pretty cool, you know, a nice spread and stuff like that. You know, so so what? You know, it, it, whatever your political view is towards Trump. It's, it wasn't about Trump or the White House. It was about these kids who, you know, won a championship, beat one of the best teams in the, the nation, if not one of the greatest teams ever. You know, so if they want ice cream, so be it. You know, they, they should get whatever they wanted, whether, you know, Trump asked them or not. I don't believe they did. Uh, I think Trump just did it. So, you know, kind of back off. You know, this was about the kids, not about your uh, your feeling about Trump and how he, he runs the uh, the nation, you know. Now, one, uh, one person that's trying to get his, and I'm not sure if you guys have been following this, but Kyler Murray from Oklahoma, been going on for about you know probably about a month now so the Oakland A's owned his uh, his baseball rights he was uh, selected I think they said ninth overall this past uh, past MLB draft then Oklahoma made the playoffs you know outstanding season he had and now he's kind of playing no pun intended, Harbaugh with the A's. He's trying to get a, a major league contract right now. Now, the contract that he already signed with the A's included a $4.6 million signing bonus. The rumor out there that he, he's looking for a $15 million signing bonus. And on this past Monday, he declared for the NFL draft. Now, this could be an interesting um, face-off between the A's and Murray. Just because with, with the NFL draft and teams, whoever drafts, drafts Murray only gets his rights for one year. And I believe baseball is the same way because me as an Orioles fan, uh, I think it was two years ago, we actually lost our rights to one of our players because we just couldn't sign him. 
to a contract after a year. Um, the knock on him for football is he, he's too short. He's five foot ten. But you know, Drew Drew Brees, I think is five eleven or six foot. So I mean, he's a little short. And you know, look at the career he had. It's all about. To me, it's all about how you could overcome that that little setback or whatever you want to call it. Now, even though he declared for the draft on Monday, he has 72 hours, which would be, I believe, today, Thursday, to withdraw from entering the draft. Now, even though he entered the draft... And he's been selected by the A's. He still could play baseball and or football. The only problem that is going to uh, come up between this this uh, situation is February. I think it's like middle of February. The A's... Uh, Oakland A players have to um, show up for spring training. And then in April 25th, April 25th is the draft. Now, Mel Kuyper, who's the um, ESPN draft guru, which I find funny because he pretty much gets half the, the draft picks right. Um, projected him as a first-round pick. Uh, Kuiper says, and I, I saw this on uh, ESPN.com, uh, he's unbelievably athletic and one of the best dual-threat quarterbacks I've ever seen. He can make every throw, and he does it with timing, touch, and poise. He could be a really good NFL quarterback. Uh, Kuiper also went on to say that if he was three inches taller, he would be the number one overall pick. And he's if he does get drafted, uh, he'll be the shortest quarterback to play in the NFL since Doug Flutie. Which again, I mean, Doug Flutie didn't do that bad. I mean, he was no Hall of Fame quarterback or anything like that, but he still had a decent career. You know, he played with the, the Bills, and uh, I think it was like one or one or two other teams he played with. But mostly the Bills is where he made made his little comeback, his name, or whatever you want to call it. But to show you the kind of uh, season Murray had at Oklahoma, he, he threw for four, over 4,000 yards, 42 touchdowns, ran for another 1,000 yards, and 12 touchdowns. Now, again, college is totally different than NFL. I know they say NFL is a lot faster. So you won't see the – I don't think you'll see the rushing yards as much like that because the linebackers are a lot, lot quicker. Um, and a lot smarter. So, like, the RPOs and the options and everything like that, you're not going to be able to pull them off as, as much. Um, but with what we saw with the Saints against the Eagles, with uh, the Saints' backup quarterback, uh, I believe his name was Hill, if you run a Wildcat with a quarterback, it was effective. And the comment that they made during that game was 
most of the time with the Wildcat, you have a running back or a wide receiver running the ball or running the play. Their first reaction is just do what the play says. If it says handoff, handoff. It says run out right, run out right. With a quarterback running it, he was able to read the defense and say, okay, you know, handing it off won't work here. Let me roll out and I'll pass it. And to be honest, I mean, that's that's what was really holding Philly back from getting off the field, uh, field a couple times. So if that were the case with Murray, that 4,000 yards passing, 42, touch, 42 touchdowns will definitely come back for him and, and help him out in the NFL. Now, will he get the, the $15 million that he supposedly wants? Who knows? And I found this uh, interesting with this uh, ESPN article. They, uh, they asked Deion Sanders what he thinks Murray should do. And before I even read the quote, I was like, well, he's going to obviously say, you know, play football, you'll, you'll make... You know, you'll make a lot more money there or be uh, a lot more famous. Or He actually said for Murray to pick up the bat and don't look back. And you know what? It's a safer game to play. Less head injuries. Probably less injuries, period. He, you know, uh, Murray being an outfielder. And he'll make a lot more money over time compared to the NFL. In the NFL, you're only looking at playing maybe eight, nine years on average. In baseball, I mean, Jesus, uh, Bartolo Colon is still playing. He's going on, what, 20, probably close to 30 years playing. So, I mean, baseball is definitely the safer sport. Uh, in the end, I, I think... I think Murray's gonna pick baseball. I think I hope the I hope he has the right people behind him telling him what he needs to hear and not what they wanna tell him so they could feed off of him. But I hope he goes plays baseball. Um just because I have to say if he does go to the NFL I think he's gonna be a huge bust. And just because of the, the shortness, you know, being 5'10", I think that's too much to overcome. Um, and if, he, if he's a big bust in the NFL, then the A's would have all the uh, all the, the momentum or whatever you want to say to, to play hardball back at him. So, you know, we will see how that all plays out. Uh, I would assume by next month because he would have to show up for spring training and then April 25th with the draft to see who drafts him who knows maybe uh, maybe the Patriots will draft him so like I, I touched on in the beginning of the show when I was telling you guys you know some of the topics we're going to go over just kind of a, a feel good story in a way uh Alshon Jeffries, I'm sure everybody knows by now, uh, who catches pretty much everything thrown his way, even the, the, the acrobatic type catches, very rarely drops them. And so 
Philadelphia was down um, 20 to 14. There was like two, three minutes left in the game. And, you know, Nick Foles was driving down the field. I think they got to about the 45, 50 yard line. Third down, throws a ball a little bit uh, behind them, but a ball that Jeffrey caught 10 out of 10 times. And this one time, he just, just happened to bounce it off his hand and right into the hands of uh, Marshawn Lattimore of the Saints. Intercepted it. Pretty much uh, ended the game. And he was very, very tough on himself. Uh, one of the quotes he said at the, the locker room was, you know, this loss was on him. He let his team down. He let his, uh, his CD down. And he's definitely going to come back next year stronger than ever. Now, I was, uh, I felt bad for him. I mean, this guy last year played, played through a Super Bowl with a torn rotator cuff, I think it was. Supposedly this past uh, playoffs, he's been playing with broken ribs. So, you know, always shows up. Very rare. Um, he actually never complained, even when his uh, targets went down with uh, Golden Tate coming in, and Zach Ertz getting more targets, and just kept plugging away. And I've always liked Jeffries. Uh, when when we signed him, I didn't think we would be able to sign him, but we got him. And I, I felt bad for him, and I was praying there was no Eagle fans out there. That would pull a, a Chicago Bears fan when it came to Cody Parkey and bashing him and how much are we paying him and blah, 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 blah. And I'm so happy and, you know, my respect to all the Eagles fans for not bashing the guy. I mean, he showed up. And there was one Eagles fan who really stood out and acted like this, um, consoling him in a way. It was a second grader from Westchester uh, Westchester School and wrote him a letter uh, here's a, a little um, piece of the, of the letter uh, it says it's okay to lose a game you don't always have to win a game we couldn't have won the Super Bowl without you last year I think you're an awesome player no matter what and you know I, I saw that like I think it was like the next day I think it was that Monday that came out and it actually went viral so Jeffrey ended up uh, showing up to the school her school to meet her and, and, and the other second graders her friends and it was kind of cool how it went down um, her second grade class was told that they would try to connect with Jeffrey via fee, uh, FaceTime before someone actually walked into the the classroom said I don't think that FaceTime works do you just want to talk to him in person and the whole class when Jeffrey walked in went dead silence I watched the video I'll, I'll try to find the video again and I'll, I'll post it up on the the show uh, the show's uh, Twitter page and once they realized who it was you heard the one kid uh, scream out can you sign my, my t-shirt it was, it was really cute You know, all the kids wanted high fives and everything like that. But I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, I know us Eagles fans, 
get bashed a lot about our, our past and stuff like that. But if, if, if the players show up and, and hardcore, you know, working hardcore and everything like that, like, like Jason Kelsey with, with his speech last year, he could go to any bar in Philadelphia. He's never going to have to buy a beer. Alshon Jeffrey, he could go to any McDonald's or bar or anywhere. He'll never have to buy a thing. Nick Foles, which I'm going to get to that next topic also. He won't have to buy a, a damn thing in Philadelphia. He brought us a help bring us a Super Bowl. You know, but it was it was really cute reading about this uh, this second grader. You know, writing this nice little letter to to Jeffrey, who was very very upset about how everything went down. Now, like I, I just kind of lead weighed into it uh, about Nick Foles. So with the Eagles season being over. Nick Foles, we don't know what's going to happen to him. Um, thing is, Philadelphia has a $20 million player option on him. But if Foles wants to get out of it and be a free agent, he has to pay back a $2 million signing bonus, which I believe was from this past summer as a part of the extension. Now, there's a couple of different routes this could go. So, like I said, Philadelphia could pick up the $20 million option and Foles could say, okay, I'll stick around. That's one option. That option, I don't think is going to happen. Another one is, and I don't know how this would work. Well, I guess, I guess how it would work would be we would say we pick him up. He would say, I'll give you the $2 million back and then we would franchise tag him and then try to trade him. Or C, just let him walk. Um, obviously, there's a lot of teams out there that need a starting quarterback. You got you got the Jaguars. The Giants was a small rumor I heard. Uh, Denver Broncos are looking for a quarterback. Um, Carolina, possibly. Because uh, Cam Newton is actually still hurt. And the owner uh, made the comment that he may he may rest him the whole year. It might be another Andrew Luck type uh, situation. Now all of this would, wouldn't have happened if Wentz didn't have that back injury against the Cowboys. Or after the Cowboys game when they found out about the the stress fracture in his back. Um, but I, I will give Foles credit, and this is why he'll never have to, to buy anything in Philadelphia. The way he's handled this whole situation, you know, every week he had to answer questions about, you know, how, how, do, you, how, do, you, how do you feel about, you know, uh, possibly being the Eagles quarterback or... Um, are you taking Carson Wentz's job over? Or is Carson Wentz going to get traded in the offseason? This whole quarterback controversy. Me personally, I, I think Wentz is still the future. I still think he could prove that he's not injury prone. He's shown he could play. For the people that said, oh, he had a bad year, look at his stats. They're somewhat 
close to last year. It's just that the offense as a whole wasn't clicking. I hope Foles moves on to a different uh, different team. If he does, I think that's going to help Wentz relieve some of the, the pressure. Even though he made the comment, and I didn't really think about this um, during this whole controversy, that if Foles does move on to a different team, it's even more pressure on Wentz because he's got to prove that he's not injury prone and he can win playoff games and the Super Bowl because Foles in the playoffs has been, un- been unstoppable except for the Saints. Now, the first couple games of the season this year, Foles was a little um, a little rusty or you know wasn't the greatest. Um, he did say, and you know, I, I didn't know Foles was thirty. I thought maybe he was like twenty-eight. So I thought maybe he would have another five, six years of, of playing. But if I was Foles, I would sign like a, a three or four-year contract, ride it out, and call that a career. Because I mean, really, he hasn't had that much tread on him. Um, past two seasons with Philadelphia alone, he only played the last three games of last year so three so he played about six last year he only played one full season in two seasons and then with the Rams he just got he got he got murdered out there that was just a bad situation for him and I, I actually felt bad for him I didn't want to trade him when we got uh, Bradford I was actually pretty pissed off but he, he did admit that he's re-energized with you know coming back to the Eagles um, he doesn't want to give up playing and really hasn't thought about his next move. He was even quoted saying that uh, after the game, he wasn't even thinking about what he wanted to do with the future. He was just so hungry, he wanted to go eat. I th- So I think, you know, in the next probably month, because I think February is when they start talking about uh, franchise tags and stuff like that. And then March is the the new league year. So within the next month, I would say you would have a, a decision on Foles. But Peters, Doug Peterson came out. He said that Carson Wentz is our, our quarterback and will be our quarterback. My only concern now is if you do let Foles walk, do you have the trust in Nate Sudfeld to be the backup? And even though I said I think Wentz is the future still, can he stay healthy? That's going to be the question for the next couple of years, and Wentz knows that. Do you do you dra- uh, draft a, a late-round quarterback that maybe you know um, could fill in, who might be a better uh, player than, than Sudfeld? I mean, the few games that we saw Sudfeld dude do uh, wasn't bad. Definitely was no foals, but you know. So it's gonna be interesting to see uh, what happens with foals. It's gonna be an interesting off season for the Eagles 
I looked at some of their um, free agents uh, coming up. You know, there was like ten or twelve free agents, but honestly, there was only like two or three that I think we should resign. Uh, I think we should resign Jordan Hicks as long as it's the right contract. He's another one. He's a very good player, just very injury prone. Jake Elliott uh, is a free agent, without a doubt. We gotta sign him. Um, I forget there was a, a third one um, about resigning, but I, I couldn't. I can't remember offhand right now who it was. So I think I bored you guys enough with the Eagles talk. Um, we got the the championship weekend coming up. On Sunday, January 20th, we got the Rams versus the Saints at 3.05 and the Patriots against the Chiefs at 6.40. So I will give this a go one more time because I think last week out of the, the four games, I went three for four. Uh, the Patriots, I think, was the well, I went two for three because I didn't pick the Saints game. I didn't want to pick one or the other, but I did get that call right because I did say it was going to be a closer game and a totally different game than the first time around. But so the Rams versus Saints will be at 305. That'll be on Fox. Uh, New Orleans is the favorite by three and a half. See, my heart wants to pick the, pick the Saints because I, I like Drew Brees. You know, he seems like a pretty cool guy, stand up guy just celebrated his 40th birthday acted like he was like 25 out there on the dance floor but I like the Rams offense when they're clicking um, I think the Saints could pull it out um, if if Drew Brees could get Michael Thomas going it's not going to matter about Marcus Peters or uh, Donaldson or any of those big name guys. So I'm gonna go with the Saints with a, a high score game. I'm gonna say a, a 30 to 24 Saints win, moving on to the Super Bowl. And then at 6:40 we have the Patriots against the Chiefs. Now this pick is gonna be the Chiefs are our three point favorite. Uh. This pick is going to be my heart and my gut type feeling. My heart wants to pick the Chiefs because I've always loved Andy Reid. I know I said a couple times on the show that I understood it was time for him to go. So, and I think the Chiefs, and this is going to be my gut part of the pick, I think the Chiefs just are going to score on the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots defense is that good. And with Mahomes playing how he is, I think they're going to put up some serious points on the Patriots. So, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I'm going to say a 35 20 27 with the Chiefs moving on to the Super Bowl playing the New Orleans Saints. Uh, February 6th, somewhere around there. So that will be my picks. And I think that's going to probably do it for us this week. Uh, 
thank you guys for signing back uh, back in and tuning in and listening to us. Before I go, you can follow me on Twitter at Jimbo ST Sports, and then you can follow the show as well as ST Sports Podcasts. There is a UFC fight on ESPN Plus this weekend. It's actually a pretty decent card. I'm going to try to get home to watch it. If I do get a chance, I may live tweet. So you guys might have to tune in and have some uh, fan interaction with me if you guys would like. So with that all being said, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.